You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. But you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I ran in that place and back. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a Friday morning. Normally we would be getting ready for a big game, uh, Alabama versus LSU, but thanks to COVID-19, it's impacting uh, the season uh, right on our doorstep as Alabama LSU has been postponed uh, this week and maybe even canceled. The SEC has a lot to do, a lot of decisions to make in regards to whether or not they're going to reschedule, shuffle, move things around. Nick Saban talking about being prepared for that. We'll discuss that as part of the program today. Also, uh Nick Saban talking about contact tracing. Contact tracing is that was done in this season, or is it the virus uh, spread itself, uh, or is it related to contact tracing? We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll, we may even work in a little basketball. Uh, Alabama getting some exciting news yesterday uh, from uh, one of the coaches' polls, uh, but. Uh, not quite in on uh, the AP poll, but but close, getting votes. So we'll we'll work that conversation in. And is this the year that Alabama has as much excitement or more around the basketball program as they do around football? Will COVID nineteen be in better control by that time? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Remember this. That this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. We got a great show lined up for you, and as we do each and every Friday, we'll kick it off with a little true-false with our producer, Mr. Joe Gaither, brand manager. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin. Having a great Friday. Uh, How about yourself? You ready for the weekend? I, well, I don't know. I mean, man, I, I I thought I had, you know, you remember how bad you and I were, you know, uh, back late August, early September, you know, we were struggling like from withdrawals, you know, like, like a person maybe going through, uh, trying to get over an addiction. Well, you know, you just have your weekend suddenly taken away from you. It can it can be different, different. And it wasn't just that we're losing Alabama because you and I have talked about the more football, the better. Uh, I guess the Pac-12 uh, becomes the highlight of the weekend, right? <laughs> well, it, that's that's good for them considering they started so late. I think that uh, they they need a little time in the spotlight. Uh, <laughs> I, I really hope that you know maybe this is some time to. Uh, make it up to the wife or, or catch up around the house or, you know, enjoy that everybody gets to enjoy their weekend uh, in the best way possible. Let's start off with true false with the biggest and probably easiest question. Uh, well, most obvious question, not easiest to answer, but most obvious question on everybody's mind. True or false, Martin, the LSU game will be played this year. Whoo, great question. Um I'm going to I, – I, I thought that, 
you know, we would hear something about shuffling of schedules like yesterday, Joe. Um, if we, I'm going to say this, being because of the fact we've not heard anything about Kentucky being rescheduled, um, I, man, I, I would think that they would be taking a huge risk with replaying, um, I mean, moving Auburn. And with Arkansas being a a West opponent, I thought the Kentucky game was an easy, hey, let's either cancel it or reschedule it. You know what I mean? And and since they've not done anything with that, uh, to me, it looks like they're pushing it, pushing the limit. So I would say um, false at this point that it's not going to be played. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. What are your thoughts on that? Well, unfortunately, I agree. I don't think that uh, that they're gonna. Uh, I don't think that they're gonna try to squeeze it in uh, in the, in the year by pushing back the SEC championship without a guarantee that the college football playoff selection committee will push back their date. Uh, we're, we're not gonna play our SEC championship game after. Uh, they made their selections. I don't believe so. Uh, I think that Alabama and LSU won't be played this year, which is really uh, a little bit disappointing to me. Uh, and and I, I wonder if LSU should be held responsible uh, if we can find if it comes out that the LSU players really did throw a Halloween party and that's where the COVID spread started. I think that uh, it would be really disappointing, and I really do feel like that. If that's the case of why it's not played, LSU throwing a, a big Halloween party after their their loss to Auburn, that uh, they should for, they should forfeit instead of rescheduling the game, they should forfeit and and be be awarded Alabama be awarded a win. That's how they did it in uh, high school football here. The, the the team that was dealing with the COVID outbreak uh, got the forfeit, and it was unfortunate <laughs> yeah. at times, but that's just the way it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, personal experience. Northridge was seven and three on the season. Uh, you know, uh, on a regular season with two losses uh, on the field. You know, you see what I'm saying? I mean, so uh, it's kind of one of those things of, yep, we we had to forfeit and we lost it. I think Gordo may have even had to forfeit a game. It may have been one of their losses uh, as well. But several teams. Um, ended up forfeiting games, and that was either one, their only loss, or uh, one of their two losses. So uh, I, I, I have a question for you at the end, and we may ask you another question, because should there be other retributions if if it comes down to what you're talking about? Should there be other retributions, and what should those things be toward for Alabama and the SEC? Because this was not – this is not a – Hey, it costs us a, a small home game. There, there was a lot of money at stake uh, with this, and if the carelessness of the decision by them impacted, you know, a lot more than just them. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that after I get let it, let it kick it back to you for more true false. All right, we'll go off the field with Alabama football. Uh, kind of interesting, uh, dynamic, interesting aspect to a story this weekend. Trayshawn Holden was actually, it turns out, he was with Coy Moore, L- LSU wide receiver, when Coy Moore had an incident, had a had a, uh, a run-in or, or, or an episode with police officers in Baton Rouge this past weekend that he was unhappy with. Uh, true or false, Trayshawn Holden will be punished for being in Baton Rouge with Coy Moore this past weekend because Alabama players were told to go home or go nowhere. Yeah, that's kind of a tough, uh, tough situation uh, for for the young man. First of all, uh, even though Corey Moore had you know an encounter, uh, a contact with the police, we want to make sure that we're not insinuating from a legal or any standpoint like that that Trayshawn Holden did anything wrong. Let's make sure that you don't hear uh, Joe or I saying that. We're saying he violated Coach Saban's rules. And he put his entire team, based on Saban, what what has Saban's big words been? And he's the only one I'm hearing saying this a lot, personal bubble, personal bubble, personal bubble. You know, there's the team bubble that I can control as the head coach, but there's the personal bubble that I can encourage you to to protect and 
and maintain the integrity of, but I can't control it. And that's why he went through all of that, Joe, with all of the providing resources and making Zoom calls and and educating these guys. And so I'm going to say true that there will be some type of punishment because there's there's an article Nick Saban uh, he talked about it a little bit last night, and uh, AL.com has an article up or, or something. And he's talking about this, 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 this that the biggest enemy that he that they face right now is not the teams on their schedule. Because he said, I can prepare for them. I can go out and get ready for them. But this COVID is what can put our season at danger more than any team. And this young man – uh, could very well have been the linchpin that could cause an outbreak amongst Alabama. We don't know that yet. You know what I mean? Like, like who did he when he first came back? Could Coy Moore have it? Could he he have picked it up from wherever him and Coy went, and he brought it back? We don't know that because of the incubation period, right? Certainly. And so, you're looking at you're looking at a uh, Baton Rouge, uh, and this is not really just a just pour on the game and pour on the the. Uh, competition between us and LSU Baton Rouge is a little bit of a hot spot right now and they've got a big spike of uh, of cases in in Louisiana it's not like he just went to some place that uh, is not dealing with the virus yeah he he didn't go to one of these little rural towns that's had that's had uh two cases in the last you know month he went to a place that, that as you said that kind of uh was is and has been and is still you know, one of the uh, more uh, contagious places. So I would say true. I think there's some type of punishment. I don't think we'll ever know what it is, but I do think there's some consequences uh, to him uh, doing what he did. For, for one reason, forget COVID. Your coach told you not to do something. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if, if coach tells you, uh, hey, don't go and, and, and your curfew is this, yeah, legally, does he have a right to do that? No. But from the fact that you're on scholarship and you've submitted uh, to his authority, he does. And this is one of those times, Joe, where uh, you have to put the team ahead of yourself, and he didn't. And, you know, it, it, there will be consequences. I don't know how bad and how severe. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> I can promise you this. If anybody else gets it, whether he was the one that gave it to him or not, Joe, he's probably going to get blamed. Well, certainly, and Coach Saban said that uh, in, the, in the last week that, that we have had one case this week, so uh, we just got to maintain control of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll, we'll step outside the conference here. After Notre Dame's big win, the ACC, true or false, the ACC, not the SEC, is the conference that's most likely to get two teams into the playoff. Uh, as the way, if, if the college football playoff committee sees it the same way as the AP sees it, uh, I would say true because the ACC, I mean, AP put Notre Dame at number two, Clemson at number four. Uh, and so to me, they're giving Notre Dame credit for beating a really good team. But they're also not punishing Clemson for not having their starting quarterback. Okay, so when those two to rematch, I believe that they'll look at the schedules, and as it sits right now, Texas A&M is the most likely team to jump up in there because they're sitting at number five, and they don't have to play anything but their regular schedule. They kind of like Alabama was a few years ago where they don't have to play in the SEC championship game. and But if Clemson comes back with Trevor Lawrence, and we have a similar game, Joe, uh, a late game decided by Clemson with the win or an overtime game, um, then I don't see them dropping Notre Dame below Texas A&M. Uh, and I, I don't see a 7-0 Oregon jumping over a brand Notre Dame that only lost to uh, one of the top programs in the last, you know, five, six, seven years in a close one. So I think it's based on how that game plays out. But, yes, I think that right now 
should Clemson win with Trevor Lawrence over Notre Dame, and that's Notre Dame's only loss and it's a close game, uh, I think they'll take Notre Dame, a one-loss Notre Dame to Clemson uh, with the win over Clemson over a Texas A&M that even though the SEC is a tougher conference, uh, was 9-1. and one. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that Notre Dame with the brand, if Notre Dame continues to go out, and they're going to have to, if Clemson will have to beat them in the ACC championship, obviously. Correct. Uh, but, I, but Notre Dame's going to have to play well. I think that if Trevor Lawrence comes out in that ACC championship game and really enables Clemson to win big and, and win handily, that maybe maybe Notre Dame doesn't get in. But uh, at the moment, if they keep it close in that ACC title game, I think that they will be in. Uh, I kind of am worried about a Notre Dame slip-up, just kind of how they usually do. Uh, but <laughs> but but I think that if, if they continue to win out the rest of the year and play a close game against Trevor Lawrence uh, and Clemson, that they will get in, and we'll see what they can do. Yeah, I uh... – uh, do, do you have any more true fall questions? I got one more, and it's basketball related, okay. so you can save it if okay. you want. Let, let, let's save it, but let me ask you a quick quick question. You know, the last time Notre Dame beat a number one team up there was like 93, and I don't even remember who they lost to the next week, but they got beat the next week. With the Boston College game, it can either be a negative or a positive to me for uh, for the the Notre Dame. Boston College took Clemson to the wire. And if Notre Dame comes out, which I think they're like a 16, 17-point favorite this week, 16 and a half, something like that. If they come out and annihilate Boston College, does does that even help secure uh, Notre Dame's spot even more? Oh, sure, definitely. Uh, if they uh, After Boston College gave Clemson a lot of trouble, uh, with, with DJ Uyangalele playing quarterback, that uh, you know, if if Notre Dame comes out, Ian Book and them, they, if they go out and beat Boston College pretty handily, that's going to be another you know a little stamp on their resume, uh, yeah. trying to get them go, <laughs> to go into the playoff. Absolutely. So I, I tell you what, stay tuned, uh, listeners. If you want to get a true false question in, you're welcome to call 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business for your true false question. Uh, You can call, give it to Joe and we'll, we'll work that in, or you can post it on Facebook. If you're there, tweet it on at Martin Houston three, five, either way, we'll get your true false question in with the Martin Houston show. Coming back on the other side, we have one more true-false. Switching the conversation over to a little basketball. We may stay on that track once we get there as well. Call us, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. In the towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Friday with a wreck involving a city transit bus alerting southbound at 12th Street with lane blockage and delays. Watch out for foggy conditions. Just slow down and be careful. And if you see other conditions, give us a call. You don't have to leave town to get a great deal on a Nissan. Just drive out to Skyland Boulevard to your hometown dealer, Towns and Nissan, and save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. A beautiful fall day today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 72, clear and cool tonight, the low at 44. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 75. And Sunday, the sky partially sunny, just a small chance of a shower, the high 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We're still in the midst of our true-false segment this morning. Joe has one more question for me. If you have a question for me, please feel free uh, to post it on Facebook Live or give us a call at 205-342-9904, the Taco Casa hotline. Remember, Taco Casa, quality, taste, value, and the biggest cactus in town. Check them out for lunch and our dinner. Dine in carry out or 
um, you can also come to the drive-thru. So that's Taco Casa. Six locations in Tuscaloosa and West Alabama, one up in Northport, one up in uh, Lakeshore in Birmingham. Go by, check them out, uh, and let them take care of your dinner. Hey, it's a, a Friday night uh, for most of us, no high school football, but hey, still give the, uh, the cook of the house uh, a day off by picking up Taco Casa and then get to wash it all down with a great glass of that homemade style sweet tea from taco casa taco casa.com all right joe uh we got a question in facebook that i'll uh, i'll it kind of goes with the basketball conversation so uh we'll we'll kick it back over to you for your uh last question the last true false martin is that we're going to the, the basketball court with john petty was just named first team all sec preseason all sec true or false john petty will play well enough this year to become a first-round draft pick in next year's NBA draft? Wow. Uh, great question. Uh, John Petty, first of all, so excited that John Petty decided to come back. Uh, kind of gives you a, another big kick uh, in terms of how you look at the basketball you know, season. Uh, one of the top three-point shooters in the SEC um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know what I'm intrigued to see, Joe, is has John Petty got like any bigger? You know what I mean? Like, like he he can shoot it, but is he physical? You know, and, he, and, and even though you shoot the ball a lot outside, the way the game played is you have to still be you know kind of a physical presence. Has he gotten a little bigger, uh, a little stronger? Uh, would be intriguing to to see. I've not got to see him. Have you had a chance to see him? No, I haven't uh, seen him yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him that first game, November 25th. Yes, hard to believe it's basketball season. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just two weeks away, twelve days away from today, actually, uh, as Alabama kick off. But but back back to our point. Um, the the beauty of it is, I I say yes because I think he was on the verge. Um, of being potentially that this year, uh, Joe. I think he he played himself and shot himself into a position to even consider leaving as a you know early second. You know, it, it had been a big leap for him to get into that first round. But I think a year older, a little bigger, a little more physical, and man, how how much will he improve in this offense? Uh, is the question, and and I think that that there will be improvement in the offense uh, for all of the guys, especially a guy like Petty. I think he will get more shots. I think the team will execute better. I think with uh, adding guys um, to to help spread the floor even more, and being able to play big and still have a, a fifth shooter uh, on the court something that they couldn't always do uh, last year, I think it helps John Petty and all of those things go into um, him him being able to play himself into uh, a potential first-rounder. What are your thoughts on that? I think he, he definitely can. He, he, I think his biggest uh, biggest hindrance was inconsistency in his shot. When he shoots and he is on, he is one of the best shooters in the country, as evidenced by his three-point percentage last year and amount of makes that he's made. But he can also have those cold games. I think the NBA wants to see uh, consistency night in and night out, and I think that Nate Oates and his system can give that to John Petty. I'm really excited for him to be back this year. Uh, you put him out there on the floor with Javon Quinterly and Shackle and you, you, you've apparently got Herb Jones's shot is is going much better. Jordan Bruner spreading the floor is grad transfer. I think that all that stuff will play into highlighting John Petty's skill set and uh, allowing him to play more freely and, and not worry about uh, carrying all the weight of the scoring himself, which will probably. Um, See his out, uh, his, see his output, see his production go up, and I think that uh, he will end up playing him his way if he stays healthy, playing his way into the first round of next year's NBA draft. Well, C.J. Watson, uh, you guys, as I was communicating, you guys think the exact same way. He said, "I'm going to say false, but only because he has yet to prove consistency over an entire season. He has the disappoint, he has the disappearing act every year." 
and he has to prove it won't happen by making it not happen. Uh, that said, I'm pulling hard for it uh, to be true. And that's that's my point, Joe. Why do, why do you think he disappears? Why do you think he has those moments? I think it's physical. I think it's, it's, it's being strong enough and both physically and mentally – to do it. I mean, have you ever have you ever seen I, I call it the 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 uh the the rookie wall or in college the freshman wall. Have you have you seen these guys that that they come out as freshman man and they play and they're right in and all of a sudden you have to understand in in high school you play, you know, you have a good game, you're up in the 60 65 plays. Uh, per game, 70 if you're really good offensively. You come in as a true freshman the next year in football, and all of a sudden, you're what? You you have you have to to play 70, 75, 80 plays. But it's different because now you're playing against 11 guys on the other side of the ball who can hit. They all are good, and you're not just playing against one or two good guys, and they burn out. Well, uh, to me, Petty, um, Alabama's depth, would you agree Alabama's depth has not been great? Agreed. Uh, huh? Agreed. Yeah, so so he's had to play a lot of minutes um, uh, and, and not always get to rest when he's supposed to. Uh, and he was, to me, he was thin and frail when he got here. Uh, and in high school, he could lay out and he could just kind of not have to play. And in college now, you have to do what? Play both both ends of the court and you have to play it at a high level. And I still think that he's still, I know you're like Martin, but he's a senior. Well, it doesn't matter. He's a senior. If a couple of those years, he didn't have the the depth. And then last year, dude, last year, NATO's came in and he put, he put conditioning on steroids. (laughs) And so that to me, that's what I meant by, can he get there physically? Is he bigger, stronger, faster, mentally more tougher? And I think that could help what we're talking about with the consistency. Absolutely, I think it, I think it can. I think that uh, NATO has put a lot of weight on on uh, John Petty's shoulders last year to carry the load offensively, just on uh, from a scoring standpoint. But also, uh, I think he really challenged the team and John Petty to find themselves uh, defensively. Now, the defensive end was not always uh, up to snuff and what we wanted it to be. But uh, I think that that's something that NATO wants to emphasize, and we'll see a further emphasis on the defensive end of the floor this this year, which will help John Petty's over game do what now i just said that so, i think uh, you look at john petty go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead I, I was gonna say with john petty with all shooters you know we, we we look at their form we look at you know how they release the ball we look where they position the ball we look at their head we look at all of these things but one of the most important parts of shooting are your legs you know, I mean, and and if those legs get tired and they get, you know, fatigued and they can get fatigued for several reasons, they can get fatigued within a game because you're having to having to run a lot, work a lot harder to get open on the defensive. I mean, on the offensive end, they can get tired because you, you're having to play a, a lot harder on the defensive end and they can get tired because you just don't have a substitution and enough enough depth to get you out when you need to get out. And I think uh, Nate Oates has done a great job of of doing what he needs to do. I think the conditioning program will be better this year. I believe that the depth will be better this year. Uh, and I believe that learning how to play defensive effect- effectively as far as team defense also helps. So when I look at all of those things, Joe, I think they all bode well for helping John Petty be in a position to be a more consistent basketball player. I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this year brings for the uh, 2020 Alabama basketball team. All right. That's, that's a little com- basketball conversation. Uh, we do have a question uh, that, that uh, Curtis Lewis put up. So I'll ask that question and I'm going to give you a chance to think about it, Joe, during the break. We'll answer that, but also have another question regarding 
the return of John Petty and an analysis to the Alabama football team. We'll talk about the top 25 ranking. We'll talk about what we can expect out of this season uh, from basketball. Go ahead and get that conversation cranked up just a little bit. So, uh, But here's the question, uh, Curtis Lewis. If the men's basketball team had the same length of absence from the NCAA tournament as the women's team, would the coach have been fired by now? If so, why? So just think about that question. Uh, true, false, would the uh, men's coach, uh, will they get as long of an absence uh, as a women's uh, program? And if uh, no, why? We'll have that question. We'll also uh, make a little analysis between John Petty's return uh, over to the football team. More conversation for you and yours right here on the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. The towns of Deep Island Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic moving well around town with no real problems. If you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. You don't have to drive out of town to get a great deal on a Nissan. Head to Skyland Boulevard to your hometown dealer and save thousands. Towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Alabama1.org. Hey, let me tell you uh, a couple big things happening on uh, Wednesday, November 25th. Of course, Alabama kicks off their basketball season, uh, but Alabama won having the biggest sale, uh, loan sale ever. Alabama won's Black Wednesday loan sale. I'll be giving you more details about that coming up, but you need to go ahead and make plans to stop by one of our Alabama One branch locations for Black Wednesday loan sale. It is going to be epic and you don't want to miss it. I'll provide you more details. Uh, as we get closer uh, to that time. But go ahead and mark your calendars for November 25th for the Alabama One Black Wednesday uh, loan sales. You can get some great deals, great rates, and special uh, opportunity, uh, especially if you're making plans for major purchases this holiday season. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, quickly, Joe, let's, let's address that question. 
um, when, you know, that Curtis Lewis had, uh, if the men's basketball team had the same length of absence from the NCAA tournament as the women's team, would he have been fired by now? If so, why? I think uh, undoubtedly the, uh, if the men's team had the same amount, the same length of absence as the women's team has had, the, uh, the coach would be fired. However, I will say that the women's team was right on track to make the tournament last season before coronavirus, uh, cut that off. And, uh, I, and I think Christy Curry is a really good coach. I think that she's, uh, doing a, doing, doing a good, uh, not a great job, but a, but a good job. I think it's tough to coach college athletics, and uh, I think the why uh, is that women's basketball, unfortunately, is not a big money driver, and so maybe it's not held to the same standard as some of the money drivers on campus. Uh, absolutely. I, th- I think that, first of all, uh, the answer to that question is yes. Uh, that answer to that question is always uh probably going to be yes the men's basketball program will not get uh as long as the women's basketball coach and part of that is expectations uh, but the other thing is um you, the, the, what what is the level of expectations for the women's basketball program is it is it expected to make uh, the NCAA tournament on a more consistent basis than what she's made it Possibly. Uh, I don't know that well enough to answer that question. I like Coach Curry as a person. I like her as a coach. And I think she came into an absolute dumpster fire uh, that has taken all of this time and some to get back. So, uh, as you said, I think they have made great strides uh, this past uh, year. Uh, and unfortunately, um, the answer to a lot of things this year, but COVID. <laughs> so exactly, uh, but COVID. I I told somebody if somebody asked me something and and Joey didn't turn out the way I expected to, my answer is going to be, but COVID. <laughs> so and and probably chances are there's some truth in that. Hey, uh, before we bring Pat on, I want to ask you a question, and we may may have to uh, continue this conversation, but, you know, Alabama got Devontae Smith and Najee Harris back uh, from guys who we thought were gone into the league, uh, and, and basketball gets John Petty back. Which one of those guys uh, is, is, is Devontae Smith and or Najee Harris coming back as big for the football program or is John Petty coming back for the basketball program? Which one of those those was the best get for uh, Nate Oates or Coach Saban? Uh, I, I'm going to say uh, John Petty is probably the uh, the biggest returnee of the three that you just mentioned, and only because there's less basket, there's fewer basketball players than there are football players, and and the depth was not as strong on the basketball team than there is on the football team. Not taking anything away from Devonte Smith and Najee Harrison, both very valuable players and huge commodities on our football team. However, behind them on the depth chart are some talented players, and 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 have been some talented players waiting to get an opportunity, and 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 there are talented players on the basketball roster behind John Petty, but given that there are only, uh, what, 12, 13 players on the basketball team, one player right. can make a lot bigger impact, so I'm going to go with John Petty. I'm going to go with John Petty as well, Joe, because as you said, when you look at the top five, uh, they're instantly uh, 20% of your offense and 20% of your defense. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, of, of, of your available offense. Our, our defense, and we know that Petty definitely uh, carried a huge, huge percentage last year. So I believe replacing Petty's production uh, and, and leadership would have been a harder task for um, Nate Oates than recla- replacing Najee and or you are. Uh, and I don't mean that the guy that behind them would be has been as good. Waddle may have been, <laughs> who knows? Um, but if you, uh, um, Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Moore, and this, and this is the other reason he, he answered it and posted it before I got to it. But ironically, now considering um, the injuries, does that impact it any at all? Najee and Smitty, uh, based on the fact that we've lost one of our key running backs. Uh, in Trey, 
Trey Sanders, he's saying, hey, I think it's Najee and Smitty based on the fact that we lost Trey Sanders and Waddle. Uh, you know, of course, we hadn't gotten to the basketball season uh, to, to know what impact injuries could have. Absolutely, I, th- I think that uh, we. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what our basketball team will do, and and it, and it, it, it obviously losing Waddle, it, it, you know, it, it hurts. But and Devonte Smith is a special player. I think that Devonte Smith is a special receiver, but there's just a lot more depth behind him, uh, which kind of I don't want to say makes him less valuable, but it, but it kind of does. Well, yeah, and you look how many more options you you can have on a football field. From running backs to wide receivers to tight ends uh, to, to help with that, and when you lose a basketball player or gain a basketball player, you lose both offense and defense. Right? Uh, that one player uh, really, really uh, has major, major impact because they're two-way players. Uh, it's sort of like back when I was playing high school. Uh, me and my cousin both got hurt the same week, and all of a sudden we were. 80% of the offense uh, and, and probably 70% of the defense. So, you know, it, it, and it's kind of that way in basketball. And I think Petty, I would take Petty for to ask me right off the bat. So uh, let's get to Pat, see what he has. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston hey, Show. What's on your mind, man? Man, good morning. Hey, I got I to gotta agree with, with Curtis that uh, because, good Lord, that uh, without uh, Smith and Harris or Cream. Do you understand me? They are cream. The rest of them there, hey, yeah, they 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 seem to be good players, but with the uh, with the loss of Waddle, hey, cream rises to the top, and Devontae Smith has stepped up his game. I mean, four yeah. touchdowns. You can't ignore four touchdowns. Come on. Yeah, but but Pat, you and you and Curtis are both taking into account something that happened in the season. Yeah, when uh, we don't know what anything if, about what basketball. If, what if in yet. basketball? But what if in basketball we lose uh, Quinterly or oh, yeah. Shackelford? So I mean, what if we lose Herb Jones? See, so, so so you got you have yeah. to start. Oh, I, I follow you what you're saying there. I'm just saying that they were they were definitely cream, and you can't you know cream. Hey, and I wanted to talk a little bit about my uh, yesterday when I called in about uh, Kyrie Young. Kyrie Young's a four star on Rivals, and he's also. Uh, now he's done grown a little bit. He's six foot two and two hundred and ten pounds. He's the biggest available running back in the cycle. And yeah, the fastest he, and he runs a four five legit forty. Come on. Yeah, but if you if you're if you're signing a freshman, uh you're not signing that freshman to come in and play. So well, he, I, he, I understand, he, but he's uh, down but, the road. Hey, he he could I sure be, I mean, do he want could a be. backup at, at six two and eight. Hey, Two ten and runs four or five, Martin. Come on. Well, I mean, I, I didn't say we wouldn't want him, but if you think your, I thought your question was regarding replacing Trey Sanders for next year. If yeah, Trey does I, I mean, back. and he may, and and this guy, hey, he's legit. And uh, when when Hank studies up on him, I think Hank's going to find the thing, same thing. Hey, his film, hey, speaks for itself. I promise you. Well, I mean, uh, most of these guys film do speak for themselves, uh, and and he he sounds like he has all the measurables. But what I'm saying, when you're a program like Alabama, um, you typically aren't looking for a freshman to come in and save your depth, especially when you have. I mean, they 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 signed a couple guys this year. Uh, I think Brian Robinson is going to come back. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Uh, and I think Brian Robinson uh, has a hu- a bigger upside than what we've seen. Uh, you look at, you look at, to me, Brian kind of, even though he's a senior, he still kind of reminds me of Najee as a freshman where you could see it, but it wasn't enough to really know, uh, until we saw Najee in like the championship game. And then the next year we sent us all Najee waiting to try. Najee's a guy who needs a lot of touches. I think Brian Robinson, uh, is kind of from that same cloth as Najee and Derrick Henry. If you give them seven, eight sporadic touches they're not very good but you make them the man and i think they can be very productive gotcha. and then you right. then you add mcclellan and uh, uh Roydell williams into the mix i think you have a pretty good running back room yeah. um and i'm i'm hoping trey sanders is, is back is back uh but the kids just hasn't had uh, a lot of uh, breaks yet yeah, Thanks, yeah Pat, that's, that's true you, man. and uh 
Hey, but but before we go, Roy L, did you see him in high school? I didn't get to see him actually run in high school. Is yeah. he as good as his press? He he's better. Um, okay. He he he's not big, but uh, the guy. You remember how um, Josh Jacobs uh, wasn't necessarily the biggest guy, but he finished every run. Like he always finished going forward. He always you know knew how. How to how to get those extra yards and was physical even though he wasn't. That's Rodell. Uh, okay. Rodell played and Rodell played against Northridge and playing against Northridge that year wasn't necessarily a big thing, but he had over 400 yards in the first half. <laughs> Bless you, Lord. Okay. The first I, half. I, I, Martin, hey, game, have a great day, my buddy. Half. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, Pat. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue a little basketball conversation. There's no game. There's no football game tomorrow. What better time to begin to break into some basketball conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show? If you want to get in on it, post your thoughts and comments. we got several up on Facebook. I'll try to get to those. Uh, Our phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The towns of Nissan and Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic moving well around town with no real problems. If you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. You don't have to drive out of town to get a great deal on a Nissan. Head to Skyland Boulevard to your hometown dealer and save thousands. Towns and Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Good morning. A dense fog advisory is in effect for all of West Alabama until 8 a.m. Sudden low visibility could create hazardous driving conditions. COVID-19 continues to take its toll on college football in Alabama. UAB's Saturday game with North Texas State has been postponed due to the virus. Both Alabama and Auburn's games this weekend have been called off due to the coronavirus positives. Want more local news? Click on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs 24-7. Diamonds are forever They won't leave in the night Wow, uh, not enough time to be Basketball talk Hey Joe, I love it when basketball is relevant And we can get some exciting conversation And interaction going with our listeners uh, CJ Watson saying uh, I also think was getting was bigger getting Herb Jones back Than getting Petty back and that sounded a lot because keeping petty was big. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, um, Curtis Moore made a statement that when we were saying uh, about Devontae and the talent on Alabama's football team, Devontae and Najee, that the, the guys behind them were unproven and young guys. But wouldn't that be the same case for, you know, for basketball? Uh you know, I, I guess the question to get back to our question, if you're just now joining the conversation, we were asking if getting Petty back was just take one of those guys. I'm not, if you take both, of course, getting both Najee and uh, Devontae is probably a bigger deal because it kind of splits it at, almost at that, you know, one out of five player type of percentage wise. But just taking one or the other. I think it's hard to say that getting Petty back would not be as big a deal. Here's the question. If you took Najee away from this team, would Alabama still be 6-0? and 
Yes. If you took Devontae Smith. Now, we have to start the season off. We can't say Waddle been injured. But if Waddle was not injured and Waddle was playing and we're kind of trying to keep it as much, would Alabama be 6-0 and without Devontae Smith? Probably. Hey, and here's the question, Joe. Who was crying crying when the season was over? Who was like, oh, my God, we have to have Devontae Smith back? Who was saying that? I think we expected nope. all three of them to be gone. Right. No, no, no one was crying for him to come back. No one was crying for uh, Devontae to come back. No one was crying for Najee to come back. Even though we expected Petty to be gone, what were we? What were we saying as Bama fans? Man, how good could this team be if Petty comes back? Right. Oh yeah. I mean, so that kind of lets you know which how you feel about what each person is going to bring to the team and what's left behind. You felt more comfortable that Alabama football would have the type of season they need to have, whether Smith or Harris came back. You didn't necessarily feel that way about basketball. Well, of course, that leads you to another conversation, and I'm going to uh, have to uh, find some time to put up a poll question, Joe, is let's look at the basketball program. We're not, not going to get too deep into that conversation. But C.J. Watson brings up a good point. This is a different basketball team. Herb Jones, you know, he's going to average, what, eight, ten points a game on the offensive side, but he generally shuts down the other team's best player and puts them below their average. So net effect, he may be worth 15 to 20 points a game. So and this this is going to be one of those what they call hanging chads <laughs> that we can't get into, Joe. But poll question uh, for us to think about. What's the biggest get in terms of Alabama basketball? John Petty, Herb Jones, Quinterly, or Bruner? What was the missing ingredient last year to Alabama getting there? Did we did 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 we replace what we had last year, and did we add to it? And if we did, who added that element? So, just some thoughts to to to, to think about. Uh, any quick comments on that? And we'll dig into that conversation more after we give our listeners a chance to vote. I think it's uh, John, uh, Javon Quinterly, just off the top of my head. you got to pr- replace the point guard production that, that Kyra Lewis left. So I, I'm going to go with Quinterly, former five-star recruit. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does for the Crimson Tide. I'm so looking forward to him playing. Uh, and I'm going to say, I, I'm not going to say Bruner is that guy, but Bruner brings another element that, that helps, potentially helps all of the guys because he is a legit threat to be that fifth guy around the perimeter on the three. Great basketball conversation. Uh, great two falls. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, listeners. Uh, thanks uh, all of those who comment on Facebook Live. Hey, man, it's a rough weekend without Alabama football, but we'll make it through and we'll be back here on Monday kicking things off at 6 a.m. for the Martin Houston Show. The Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. Thank you for being a part of it. And remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide. Let's all celebrate and have a good time.